Hey everyone, welcome to Lauren.Live, the spirituality, health, and lifestyle podcast. I have Michelle Henderson with me. How are you doing today? I am doing fantastic. Thank you so much for having me today. Definitely. Thanks for being on the show. So Michelle is an intuitive medium, psychic. She's an educator, spiritual artist. The list goes on. She's got a lot of amazing gifts that she's sharing with the world. And we're going to focus on intuitive children and how she's kind of wrapped spirituality and um, education together. So I'm really excited. I have a daughter. If there's anyone listening that has kids or is around kids or if you're an educator, this episode might be extra special for you. Um, let's dive in. Tell us a little okay. bit about yourself and then how you kind of came to where you are now. And I will do it very short or we will be here more than one hour. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, okay. Well, um, I started out, of course, professionally as an educator. Um, I did several different careers in education. And then um, I really had the psychic and mediumship abilities when I was a child. Um, I... I didn't really know what was going on and I was really confused and I was afraid of it. And of course I grew up in Abilene, Texas, where it's the Bible belt of Texas. And so everything was shut it down, shut it down, shut it down. So then in my twenties, I had a spiritual awakening and what a spiritual awakening is uh, spirit is like knocking at your door saying, are you ready yet to work with us? <laughs> and you become aware and you know that, there's something bigger than yourself and things were happening. And again, it just was not the right time, but I still used my psychic abilities working with children and, you know, just an everyday occurrence. And then when COVID hit, it's very interesting. Like um, I'd say uh, about six months before COVID where we were shut down, um, I just felt this calling. And I told my husband, I said, you know, I really need to come out as a psychic medium. That's where I feel like the next part of my life is leading me. And, you know, he, and he supported me 100%. He said, you need to do this. So I think he felt it as well, that it was time for me to come out of the closet, as we say, mm -hmm. as a psychic medium. And then, so then I joined classes of how to really, um, tune into my skills because it's like anything else. You need to learn how to work with it. Mm -hmm. And I met so many psychic mediums that went through the same life story of when they were children, it was shut down and they didn't know what to do with it. They were confused until, you know, 50 plus and they're going, okay, now it's time for me to come out just like me. And so I really felt the need that this book, it was time. And so I wrote a book um, to help, you know, kind of move things along so that people are not afraid to nurture these children and, and know what to do to help them, you know, instead of shutting the door on them. Yeah. And will you share the title of the book? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So it's spiritual nurturing for intuitive children. Perfect. Yes. And, and, and I put in the spirituality as well, because I think it's really important for them to also grasp that there is a divine, that there is something spiritual in the world. And all of this is spiritual. It's not anything to be afraid of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, I talk a lot about this on the show, you know, we are kind of conditioned to think a certain way, whether it is absolutely religious aspects, you know, our politics, just how school, you know, education, how you supposed to, how you're supposed to live your life. And 
Um, I really think that's so important. If there are children that have, many do, most of us actually, all of us, excuse me, all of us, I believe, have intuition and have these abilities. Mm -hmm. It's just some maybe a little stronger and then also, right, were you, was it pushed down? Right. And so then you never knew how to tap into that, right, or foster it. So I think it's so important uh, to to tune in to the child when they're younger and allow them to, you know, tell, because there's a lot of kids that will say things about past lives and, and yes. things that, yes. oh, I see, you know, something over there, a spirit or an angel, or I see, you know, one of our past relatives over in, across the room. I mean, you can't mm-hmm. make that stuff up. Like that is something so incredible, right? So I think being able to support the child Think of how cool their life could, right? Like they wouldn't have to wait till they're 50, right? Or absolutely, in my absolutely. 30s, you know, like starting to look at the world differently. I wish I knew what I knew now then, but you know, that's okay. This is part of my path, right? That's exa- And that's exactly what I was going to say. A lot of times there is a reason for everything. And I think with, um, especially with my generation, you know, maybe it wasn't time yet for everybody to come out until recently, because we're having a big energy shift right now. And I think, like you said, a lot of children are really experiencing a lot of spiritual experiences. Um, especially right now. And I think they always have, but I think it's, I think people are beginning to be more aware of it and open to it. Yeah. And, um, but, but yeah, so, and, and of course, you know, it, they did have the, the term indigo children in the sixties. So, you know, we know generation to generation, we know that everybody is born with intuitiveness right? and, you know, and it's just, if you're going to use it or not, mm-hmm. and some people, you know, they really don't use it in their life and that's okay. That's the pathway that they are on. Exactly. Yep. Or I think now yeah. a lot of uh, people are calling star children or yes. there's different names, <laughs> but it's all the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I think the awareness now, like you said, it has existed. There's always been people, mediums and spiritual aspects to each right. generation. Right. But there is a different awareness and energy right now. It's yes. really cool. Yes. It's a cool time to be here and witness this. So knowing that, what do we do? How do we help our children? How do we as parents or educators or any, you know, whatever your role may be, how do we recognize that maybe our child has intuitive gifts or how do we speak to them? And, you know, that's a wonderful question. And and I think for us, and I'll go back to the other questions, but for us, I think just talking about it, like what we're doing right now is so important the conversation needs to be out there so that it educates other people. And they're going, oh, I understand it completely. Because if you don't understand it and you don't have the knowledge, of course, you're going to be afraid of it, you know, and you're going to tend to shut it down. But if a child, there are several different characteristics uh, that shows if a child is showing intuitive abilities. And like, you know, if they're starting to talk to an imaginary friend and they play with an imaginary friend, and or if they're talking to deceased relatives mm-hmm. and or sometimes, like you said, they'll have a past life that they go, oh, I remember mm-hmm. what I used to do when I or, have, you know, or they speak a whole different language that they have not been taught. Uh-huh. That's not unusual. <laughs> um, but when and sometimes they can feel the energy mm-hmm. and they may not be able to see the person. So sometimes at night they will be 
afraid because they feel all the energies in their room because spirit a lot of times and our loved ones who have passed on they want to communicate at night because everything is quiet everything is calm and of course you know that's when we try to sleep and a child you know is not any different will feel this. And so they may become afraid of it. Mm -hmm. So the best thing that a parent can do is to listen to their child Mm -hmm. and ask them questions. Well, what do you think is going on? How can I help you? Mm -hmm. And, and, and don't be afraid of it, but listen to your child is the number one step Okay. because a lot of parents will just say, Oh, I don't want to talk about it. Right. Or they're, Oh, they're just being like kids. It's, you know, they're making stuff up. Absolutely. That's just your imagination. Right. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. But, but yeah, so and then the child will go, oh, now I feel really silly. Mm-hmm. And then they'll start becoming more self-conscious of it and begin to shut down. And I'm saying about uh, usually about when they're four or five, they become more aware. You know, Mm -hmm. when they're three, they're just going, oh, okay," And they'll just continue doing what they're, you know, what they're doing. And but what really happens to whenever they become socially aware Mm -hmm. that it's not, you know, I think it's like what we're talking about. It's different now Mm -hmm. that people would kind of look at you kind of strange and go, what are you talking about? And especially when they become teenagers, they want to be accepted. And that will shut it down very quickly. If they have a friend that looks at them and disgust or, you know, says, I can't believe that's all evil or, you know, and and that's a part of them. That's a puzzle piece. And that's how I felt. I felt like I was having to shut down a part of myself. Yeah. Yeah. I felt that too. It's so hard because... And that's what I always, you know, try to talk about on the show. Like, no matter what you believe, that's great. I'm never here to, like, sway people. This is just, you know, my experience, my guest experience. And um, like you said, everyone's on their own path, and that's your perfect path. There's no judgment. But even I experience it right now, right, as an adult, like, saying things like, oh, like, I see chakra colors, and, um, you know, there's been different things coming through. And my friend's like, are you sure that's not, like, the devil? And I'm like... No, like it's like warm, loving feeling. And then I found out that one of my really good Christian friends, when she prays, also sees colors. And I thought like, it's all the same energy. Like that's like a perfect example of like, she may be praying, I might be meditating. We have completely different religious beliefs, right? But we're still saying that same energy, which I believe is love and positivity and purple is your intuition you know, and I think I know, you know what? And y'all are perfect for one another, too, because like you said, you have different beliefs mm-hmm. and everything. Same experience. And both of you are able to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So do you open do you openly talk about it? And have oh, yeah. I talked to a group oh, of my great. girlfriends that are they're all Christian, the three, three of them. And yes. we went to SPU, mm-hmm. which is a Seattle Pacific. It's a Christian college. And I've read the Bible. Like I'm very familiar. I had my, you know, little time in my life where I thought that was right for me. And I just decided it oh, wasn't, right. but you know, Oh yeah. I tell them all the crazy metaphysical stuff. And sometimes they're like, Oh boy. And then sometimes, you know, like they'll be like, Oh, like numerology or this happened to me, Lauren, you would love this. And I'm like, see you guys like just, I mean, I don't push it, but I always just oh, right. share. Right. So, yes. and, and I'm, you know, Oh, I've got to tell you this story too. Um, it reminds me because I, yeah, I'm the same way. And, 
It's very interesting. Even though I grew up in a Christian home, I was so drawn to metaphysics. Mm -hmm. I was so drawn to it. Um, But whenever I first came out, when, you know, the closet right before COVID, um, I was on Facebook Live Mm -hmm. and I was so excited. I got my business page done. I'm going, I'm coming out as a psychic medium. And I start the, the, um, the feed and all of a sudden I'm talking and I start seeing names on there Mm. and I'm going, that's not on my business page. So I was on my personal page Mm. and I panicked for a few minutes and I'm thinking, you know what, this has happened for a reason. My community needs to know about it. After that, it went on the air, I had three members on my church come to me and they go, oh, it's so cool. Can I have a reading? Cool. (laughs) So you just never know, you know? Totally. And it can, again, I think it can be combined. Like a gal, a family friend that married us, uh, worked as a pastor at a church, believes in Jesus, but she also believes a little non-traditionally that you know, a lot of the stuff that we're talking about and intuition and she can, she has psychic abilities. And so I think it can be intertwined. I think a lot of people are very scared to tap into that because I think it's very anti what they believe. But the thing is it can be intertwined, right? And as long as I, I always say, as long as it's in good intent for the best Mm -hmm. good, love and light, like we're good, right? We're not tapping into an evil area. So I want people to know it's not some crazy weird like cultish thing this is about the same things that christianity you know love compassion forgiveness it's it's all Mm -hmm. about that right and helping one another and tapping into our intuition center so that's why i think this is such an important episode talking about our children oh absolutely like we really have to foster this because we are coming to such an interesting time and i think we're going to need this these gifts more than ever to really find truths because there's just so much chaos in the world. Yes. And like, yes, that's something I like to ask people kind of what is your interpretation of what's going on? There is a huge energy shift. And do you think that these children are coming in with more psychic abilities because, you know, maybe they're either evolved souls or they're here to help kind of bring us into this new new wave of energy? Like, what are your thoughts? Um, my thoughts exactly. And um, I think... I think we are also, I mean, I think the children are stronger and it's almost like this generation, they're more geared to more acceptance Mm -hmm. and they don't really care about what other people think about them. And I think we are beginning to open up ourselves and have that spiritual awakening. So even though they're stronger, they have to be, you know, heard as well and accepted and understood. Mm-hmm. So I think it takes both of us yeah, to really yeah. make it work. Definitely. Um, because like in the 60s, you know, they came. I don't know if they were heard or not, you know, it, but they did plant the seed sure. along the way for this generation. Totally. And um, and I think it's very interesting that you brought up that that, you know, there are different religions, there's different beliefs. And I know a lot of people that are working with these families of children, you know, who have the psychic abilities, you've got to really come in from where they are coming from. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to make them angry, say, okay, I want you to do this with your child to help strengthen their ability. But if they don't believe in it, or they don't want to try that exercise, Don't push it. Just try to educate them and try to tell them how spiritual it is. Definitely. Yeah. And you don't want to force things. That's 
No, totally. No. Yeah, and I think that's what I try to even do. Like I was saying with my friends, like I'll mention it, but then if there's no further <laughs> questions, I just got to kind of leave it there. And <laughs> you're, pl- you're planting the seed, you know, though, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yes. That's yes. so cool. Wow. Okay. And, and I know a lot of the a uh, lot of people ask. Well, my child has special needs, and mm. I think that they're spiritual. I think they're seeing things. Could that possibly be it? And the answer is yes, mm-hmm. because special needs children actually, you know, we all have our angels, our all our team, and I think they see, they feel more so yeah. because they have such a bigger team <laughs> that helped them along the way, and they don't have the judgment. They have the love, and if they see something, they don't, they're not afraid of it. Mm-hmm. And I know that I worked with a lot of children with autism, and a lot of times they would glare off in the distance. Mm-hmm and start laughing and I'm going what are you laughing at yeah <laughs> and, and so it makes you wonder what, what are they, are they looking at yeah yes. my baby has done that before too when she was really young she'd stare yes. up in the corner and she'd start smiling and I'm like what is going on and I think <laughs> you know I do think maybe you know babies and young they can definitely see things that we can't because that veil is so fresh right it's so thin from that other side yes. where they came from Yes. Yeah. I've actually heard that before too. Um, I want to be obviously sensitive to the topic because I know people that have children with, you know, disabilities mm-hmm. or, or things like that, it's sensitive, but right. I have heard that before too, that, um, children that come in with like autism or other learning disabilities and things like that, even, or physical ailments often are even more spiritual. I, yes. I think that's really interesting. And maybe that was something they chose to come through to one for themselves, but also to help the people in their lives learn some things. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And a lot of, and I always tell everybody, we need these children because they do think so differently yeah. and they have such sensory, their sensory, um, sensor senses are, are so different mm-hmm. because it's over sometimes they'll have too much mm-hmm. of the senses happening and everything and so I think that's a lot of times when they can't communicate that but they see so much and what I like to call them are kaleidoscope children mm-hmm. because they can see the different realms mm-hmm. in a room they can see the different earth energies um, and they are so good a lot of times with logical things, Mm -hmm. math reasoning, they understand computers when they're not taught, you know, it just comes to them and they can actually nonverbal children who have been diagnosed with autism can communicate with you telepathically. Mm. Wow. And it's just, it's fascinating. As I was doing research for the book, I thought, oh, that makes complete sense Mm -hmm. because I've worked with several children that I feel like we were communicating that way. That's so interesting. Because I would always use that intuitiveness. Um, William Stillman is a psychic medium who has been diagnosed Mm. um, with Asperger's, Mm -hmm. higher functioning autism. And he's written so many books about how important it is to have these children Mm. and that they are here to help us along the way, Mm. uh, the journey and the spiritual awakening. Mm And that's so interesting, right? Because, you know, we think as a society, like, you know, sure, they might be smart Asperger's, you know, especially like in certain areas, whoa, they can like look at something Mm -hmm. and memorize it. Whereas, you know, like I could never, that would take me years (laughs) potentially, you know, to to memorize something or just retain information or tap into things that they are. But then maybe like day-to-day tasks or socially, 
they wouldn't really know what to do, right? Whereas most of us know how to right. do that. So I think it's interesting that, but then we, a lot of us tend to not have that ability to tap into the intuition like they do. So it's like almost right. like there's this opposite where their strengths, you know, each of us play, we can learn mm-hmm. so much from each other. Absolutely. That is actually fascinating. And that's how you just accept them where they are. Mm-hmm. Um, Temple Graydon, if I pronounce her last name correctly, she has her PhD, very high functioning autism. There's been a show about her life on HBO. And she talks about um, connecting with cows. I know it it sounds very intriguing that with cows, with animals, she can feel what they're feeling. And so she actually invented like a, um, a cattle, um, a way for the, you know, before they get slaughtered, I hate to say it that way, but before they do to make it less painful, she said, we need to make them calm. So Mm. she was able to invent a shoot to help them feel calm along the way. And, yeah, so it just you just never know what they're going to tap into. That's fascinating. And fascinating. Wow. Yeah, and I, it's like any I, I've I had a small experience like in high school where I had um, a pretty you know she was pretty like serious with uh, her learning disability. I'm not exactly sure exactly what it was. I think it was autism. And in high school, but any little change, right? They're so sensitive right. would like really freak her out. But again. Mm-hmm imagine what also they can be tapping into that we have no idea because we're just in this right. like tunnel vision. So that's, absolutely that fascinating absolutely. with the animals or environment, feeling things that a lot of us wouldn't even ever feel. Yes. Absolutely. But, that's why they need the support. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. And it is not easy. And I get, you know, and like you said, it's a very sensitive topic. Yeah. The, I mean, and I always think of it this way, you know, talking about, Jesus. Okay. Mary had to be a strong woman to be able to, you know, raise Jesus Mm -hmm. and be around him and, and all, oh, everything that she had to go through. Mm -hmm. It's basically the same thing with a parent with special needs or a child with autism. They have to be strong. They have to be a warrior Mm -hmm. to bring up these children. That's true. So yes. And and you have to look at the positivity of it as well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's interesting you brought up because people that have, I mean, maybe you feel this way too, since you have psychic abilities, but um, mm-hmm. I don't have, I haven't had like psychic stuff come through. I mean, I've had like some intuition definitely for sure, but yeah, um, yeah. you know, I, I do consider myself like an empath. So I mean, very mm-hmm. sensitive and I feel things very deeply and it can be like, hard right to sometimes deal with stuff in life because it's just you know I have so much empathy for what's going on and um I think there's varying degrees of that right but I had a a medium that I worked with for a really long time and you know she can just get anything like she'll literally like like, I can see your energy right now above your head and so when she goes into an airport for instance because there's so Uh much energy she has to do exercises before where she almost kind of just shuts shuts things off and protects herself because it's just so overwhelming, right? Right. You can't turn that off. And so in a way, um, a lot of people that are very intuitive or psychic, they have stuff like that too. It's not always just great. Like, oh, I can predict things. It's actually functioning in this world. It can be very difficult. It's very overwhelming and you can't turn that off. 
And it is, it is more difficult when you're younger. I feel like as I got older, it got easier mm. to shut it off. Okay. And, and to... control it and mm-hmm. make boundaries. Right. You know, for spirit. But, um, but yeah, if you're, you know, it depends on the sensitivity. I was never, you know, um, it can very much happen in an airport or a busy place. Mm-hmm. And that brings on the anxiety. You feel everything and it's really hard to yeah. shut down. Mm-hmm. So understand where your friend is coming from. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so everybody has different ways that they do have to deal with it. But absolutely. Yeah. So anyways, I just think that's interesting. Yeah, okay, yeah. That whether it's something like autism or just really spiritual, right. like everyone's people don't always think about that, though. That's but true. The different, well, Yeah. Yeah. And last night I actually went to a movie theater to watch a movie and I had a grandmother pop in <laughs> um, at, with a young man that I was sitting next to. And she was just telling me all about him and I'm going, okay, that's great. Now, can I watch the movie? Yeah. <laughs> so, um. so, yeah. So you just never know when they, they want to have a conversation or, you know, and, but you do have to set those boundaries and mm. say, yeah, I'm, I'm, o- I'm only working when I'm working. Yeah. Take care of your energy. And yes. Yeah, that's true. Yes, definitely. Wow. Very cool. Okay. So what else do you talk about in the book? Like what are some other things that you've noticed coming on or what else can we do? I mean, I just think it's like, yeah. I mean, what else do you think? Okay. Okay. So, so what I do in the book is pure guidance. I mean, I do talk about the different characteristics that a child can have. Um, but the book also kind of walks you through if somebody who is not real familiar with crystals Mm -hmm. or, um, yoga or breathing exercises, what I did is I took all the information that an adult can, you know, have access to and make it child like, a, a child would need it okay, okay. Um, looking at it from a child eyes point of view mm-hmm. because uh, you're not going to have a child do yoga like an adult mm-hmm. would but it I talk about different exercises that you can do and the number one thing that's really important kind of like what we're talking about the, at the airport mm-hmm. if a child does have problems going out in public what's really important is for them to learn how to breathe yes. because you know what do you do whenever you know you get scared you want you know you want to run away and then you can't breathe right. so it's just it's a way to center themselves and there's different ways that you can learn how to breathe yeah. and the number one thing is is yoga because you're moving around you're working with that energy and the children the children can really feel that energy mm-hmm. and just tapping into it and i mean they could start when they're three yeah. <laughs> and um and it's like you can get little toys and show them like blowing bubbles is one mm-hmm. way that to teach them how to breathe a certain way and to control that breath well, that's cool and, and it's really important for the, the parents to also do the exercises with the child because that way it becomes, you know, our thing instead sure. of just the child sure. and so much more support. And if something else happens, like if the, if the child is experiencing something new, mm-hmm. then the child is going to go straight to the parent mm-hmm. and feel more comfortable That's with true. it. To share it and not feel like. Exactly. Or they exactly. just, or just maybe they just don't think it's a, they just kind of hold it back, but maybe they'd be more willing to share it with you. Right. Mm-hmm. And the way that the parents can get them to really talk is if they're really young, you can use like puppets mm-hmm. and talk back and forth and have a conversation. Because if if they, you know, pretend that the puppet is there, them and it's talking through them, mm-hmm. they'll tell you more information. Yeah. 
<laughs> I feel like it's that's even life. used in like therapy, like with toys, because they're yes. kind of more focused, but then they'll start. Yeah. That's a really yes. good idea. Those are some really good tips. I would have never thought about that. I have thought about the breathing and I really do want to teach my ch- my daughter about breathing. Just, I think that's such an important thing. I wish they would, I mean, maybe some schools and stuff do now, but I know in other right. countries where meditation is a part of the culture they do, but I just think what a useful skill, what for whatever purpose, mm-hmm. right? But being able to just gather yourself, mm-hmm. self, you know, coping. And I think breath work is just so important to teach children. Yeah. And that is a great skill. And I know as a behavior analyst, that's one thing that we did teach them. That's awesome. Um, Even though it wasn't spiritual, it's because they would get that anxiety Mm -hmm. and that meltdown. And a lot of times you go, okay, let's take five deep breaths. (laughs) And they see you doing it and they they will imitate with you. And so, you know, and and then when you're doing different breathing exercises, you can say, okay, let's turn the, our breath into the color red. Mm, mm-hmm. And so they can imagine red, which is the root chakra, mm-hmm. right? And so then you can gradually educate them more and more what the color red is. Right. Yeah. Um, but a lot of times, you know, children associate red with anger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and that's another thing that we need to teach our children are the different emotions because they may not really be understanding they might say I'm afraid when they mean excited mm-hmm. because that's a, there's a close thing. Sometimes you get excited, but it's almost like an afraid feeling mm-hmm. in a way, mm-hmm. you know, anticipation. And so it's really important to teach our children how to explain how they feel so that if they are an empath like you are and they feel different feelings, well, how does that person feel? Right. You know, why am I feeling angry when I'm not angry? Mm -hmm. So they need to know that is two different things. You're picking up on somebody's energy or, yeah. I mean, I feel like sometimes too, I've heard other people say this too, but sometimes I'll just feel really like sad or down for no reason and nothing has happened in my life. And I I do believe, you know, you're picking up on, I mean, it could be anything. It could be a past life, could be some, someone that you know, that's experiencing something or just like a collective feeling overall, but I'll get that Mm -hmm. randomly and you just can't shake it. And so of course children might be feeling like that too, or even if it is their own emotion, right? Like we Mm -hmm. we know developmentally, not even just spiritually, like especially toddlers, like I'm seeing this now, my daughter, Mm -hmm. I mean, this, they can't rationalize. There's no such thing as patience, right? They don't know. So they just throw a tantrum, but Mm -hmm. as they become more conscious, yeah, teaching about the emotions and, and not to be ashamed and, and anger. And then, you know, if you want to incorporate spiritually, I think that's really really cool too. Yes. And there are so many children books now that talk about the different emotions. Yeah. You know, the picture books. Yes. Um, And also I was going to say something about what what you just said and, you know, my train of thought just went a different direction. Um, But, um, oh, I know. Um, But like you said, being an empath and then not knowing how to Mm. turn it in and off, Mm. you can also teach children how to put up a shield. Yes. And I always think of it as I always use a superhero shield Mm -hmm. because, you know, I work work with so many parents and and understand they get angry, you know, that just like any parent because they're being warriors. But for me to be able to get through a conversation, I have to put up a shield so I don't feel that. Yeah, that's true. And I can rationally think through it. So I always Mm -hmm. think of a shield and I'm putting back that energy. Mm -hmm. If it's too much (laughs) or something too. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. And I always like yeah. do it. I do it for myself, but I've been doing it with my daughter too. Just like, um, you know, in a visualization of like a protective white, like bubble around 
Yes. And you know, that's yes. I think what my medium gal had said, like before she goes into like an airport or somewhere with a lot of people because she's so sensitive, just oh, right. protected. Only thing that can get in is love and light. Like, you know what I mean? Just whatever you need to do to kind of protect mm-hmm. yourself. So if it's like a shield or a bubble, I think those visualizations are really helpful. And children are so visual Mm -hmm. they're so creative. And that's how, and I think too, thinking about, cause I, I just listened to another medium talk about it, about his childhood. And he said, you know, when I was little, I could see spirits, I could see them and I don't anymore. Mm -hmm. But I think spirit does that because children are so visual. And then as we go older, we can feel it and we can actually tap into it see those symbols, you know, be able to connect there and understand it mm-hmm. where a lot of children need that concreteness. Right. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Do you, um, now as an adult though, like, do you, does stuff just come through to you? Um, like just messages or like, how do you interpret into it? Okay. Thing? Yeah. And that, that's a great, just question. because I know you said as a child, you, yes. you felt stuff too, but now that you're an adult, like, how does it come through? Um, yeah, so I actually have, you know, we call them clairs, but I actually, whenever I do mediumship and I connect them with spirit or a loved one, um, sometimes they will give me visuals mm-hmm. of what they want me to say. Sometimes they will, I'll just feel exactly what I need to say. And then it's a conversation mm. sometimes back and forth. And it just really depends on how spirit wants to connect with right. me. Okay. And so I kind of go with it. And sometimes I do all three. Mm-hmm. And um, because all of a sudden I'll hear a word, I'll be going, where did that word come from? Mm. <laughs> and it's coming. And so they're wanting me to talk. And whenever you do talk to a loved one on the other side, they are connecting with me to be um, a communicator. Yeah. So they, like a car may make sense to me in a certain way, but when I say, okay, they're showing me a car, does this mean that they liked a car? But the sitter may look at it as, oh no, that's how he died, was in a car. So sometimes it takes both of us, Mm -hmm. it's all in the interpretation. Now, whenever I do psychic readings, I connect soul to soul. Mm. And it's a lot more feeling. Um, Again, I use those three clairs, but um, it's a lot more feeling and understanding that's going on. Wow. So you do readings for people one-on-one, but then you can also just pick up on stuff sometimes if you're just having like your own meditation, right? With like spirit. Yes. Yes. I, yeah. yeah. Depending upon the intention. Right. Absolutely. So sometimes whenever I meditate, I don't tap in because I just want to clear my mind sure. and practice, you know, be. connecting with my own energy. Yeah. But, but I usually always set the intention first. I, like I said, I know how to turn it off and on, yeah. but like last night, sometimes they just come to me and they, cause they're always there. You know, they just, I just have to close it off sometimes and say, right now I cannot communicate with you. Yeah. But they're always, I mean, they're always around. I probably have five people in the room with me right now. (laughs) And don't you think we all do? Uh, I'm sorry, what? And don't you think most of us do have guides and angels around us? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. And sometimes, you know, you'll have somebody follow you home. Yeah. That's, that loves your energy and just loves you oh. and connects with you. And they want to be with you for a little bit. Yeah. So they'll follow you on. That's kind of cool. Wow. I know we're going all over the place, but that's what this podcast is. It's like, we're just oh, yes. at coffee chatting, oh, right? But <laughs> I love this story so much. And again, children. So I have two stories really quickly, okay. but I just oh, think absolutely. this is like helpful for people to hear because 
if they've had their child say something or they've had these experiences, I just think it helps people not feel funny that they're alone. Right. Yeah. But, um, absolutely. I, my cousin, I I don't know if she knew the girl or I'm probably butchering the story, but this was in Indiana one night and a girl was walking alone. She was by herself walking in the railroad. I think it was like dusk and there were two guys walking towards her, like mean looking guys, not good. And they had, I think previously like robbed and maybe raped or done horrible things to females. And Mm -hmm. they walked by her that night and she walked by and like nothing happened. And then they ended up getting caught for doing some other stuff. And I think she had, you know, maybe she was like a witness or she went in to, 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 you know, say like, Oh yeah, I did see those guys in that location. Mm -hmm. They'd been again in trouble for hurting some other females. And they said, well, why didn't you hurt her? She was alone. Like that's, you know what I mean? Like you had that opportunity and they said, well, he, she was walking with another really big guy, but she, (gasps) she was alone. Oh, she wasn't alone. Right. So things like that, like give me goosebumps. She had a guide with her, Yes, but I think that's so fascinating that to, they could see him, but she couldn't. Right. Yeah. That is awesome. I I mean, that is a protector. Should I? Oh my gosh. And then I have like one more that I think is just so cool. It was actually to my my cousin. And again, this is what's perfect for this episode because they were children Mm -hmm. at the time. Um, My older cousin was in the front seat playing in the car and I don't know if it was running or not. Uh, I don't think it was running, but I think somehow she, she like pressed the, this is an older car is like in the, you know, 70s. She pressed the shift (laughs) thing. And my aunt was trying to get my younger cousin into the, you know, back seat. And I don't know, somehow he wasn't in yet or loose. And so she reversed the car, started rolling back and roll over him. I mean, tire marks and all not good. And so they had to rush, you know, to the hospital. And in that moment, I can't remember if my aunt even... I think she did. A man appeared and um, drove them to the hospital to help them get there. And my cousin said she remembers exactly what he looked like. I think there might have even been two men, one with like blue eyes and one was Asian, like very detailed. And I do actually think my aunt saw them and they were helping, but then they kind of disappeared once they got to the hospital. Mm-hmm. But my mm-hmm. my little you know cousin at the time remembered that. And I just think that that's the kind of stuff you can't makeup and you know oh, no. it's just it's like fascinating to me that they can there really our guides are here to help us and there's mm-hmm. probably so many occurrences like that we just never really know no and that's absolutely earth <sighs> angels is what i love to call them yeah. you know and that they they come and they go but they're mm-hmm. angels that are actually helping and they can come in any form mm-hmm. you know to help but yes and i think they they come when there's a reason mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I think that, I think oh, that, thank you for sharing. That is I so love fascinating. I just think like, that's the kind of stuff where you, anyone just saying that they're not even like spiritual woo people and they have these stories. It's just like, you can't deny oh, that. Yeah. And, and I think that that kind of makes people believers, Yeah, you know, when, especially when it happens to you, it's not mm-hmm. a coincidence. Right. And, you know, and, and people start, Oh, that isn't a coincidence, is it? Yeah. And I think a lot of people, <laughs> even if they don't like truly believe there's like five or around you or that you could pray right. to them. I think a lot of people just like to even just kind of think in our society, like, yeah, we all have guardian angels. It's kind of a common Absolutely. thought, right? But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I've had tons of readings with guides coming through and some have been ancestors with details that like no one would know. And, you know, the psychic told me and it's just like, it's really cool if you have the opportunity if people that are listening haven't. 
Um, right. To right. have a, a reading and see if any of your ancestors can come through. It's really cool. And yeah, and whenever this, um, I, did, I worked a holistic fair just recently. And I, I think every client that came in were brand new to it. Mm-hmm. And they look so scared when they sit down or I go, are you scared? And they go, yeah, I am a little bit going, don't be afraid. Mm, it's <laughs> because scary. it's the anticipation of not knowing what's right. going to happen. Yeah. And what's going to come through if anything. Yes. Or, yeah. Yeah. And it's all in the healing. And I always mm-hmm. tell them there's always a reason mm-hmm. whoever comes from, comes through, because sometimes they'll want a specific person yeah. um, that has passed on that they want to come through. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, sometimes it's somebody that really has a big message for you mm-hmm. that you will know. Um, and then we'll talk to whoever you want to next. But there's always a reason mm-hmm. why a certain spirit comes in. Yeah. That's really cool. I was going to yeah. mention this before, but it kind of goes in with this. So I had a, I have readings with um, a guy named Travis who's been on my show many times and he, his specialty is really connecting with past loved ones and your higher self. And mm-hmm. so my husband had a really good idea. He said, well, maybe he could do one for our daughter. I wonder if he ever does like young, you know, babies or toddlers. Yeah. And um, we did one and she sat there with us and, you know, he asked her higher self permission if he could do it and everything. And mm-hmm. we were sitting right there mm-hmm. and he said something immediately he goes, she's really in tune. She's 16 months. She's really in tune with um, sounds. She can pick up frequencies more, you know, she's more sensitive mm-hmm. than most of us. And not only like animals and people, but she can pick up on machine sounds like that's really sensitive for her. And that was so helpful for us to know because she will hear like an airplane outside of our house mm-hmm. and she will just like point and, and like she'll stop <laughs> everything. Right. And I've asked right, other friends right. with kids her age and they're like, no, like they don't really ever oh, hear right. that. Right. And even now in a few weeks, we've heard, um, and we'll see if this is true. He was saying she might be like a sound healer. That that could be one of her things she came to do. We'll see if that comes mm-hmm. true. But mm-hmm. when the microwave will be going or things machine related, she kind of goes like this. Mm-hmm. So now right. we kind of know that it's sensitivity. Sensor. Right. So, you know, it's stuff like that that can be actually truly really helpful just for daily. Because, you know, we didn't really understand why she was doing that all the time, putting her hands over oh, her right. ears. But now it makes so much sense. And, you know, you, she can probably also talk to angels because they have that higher frequency. Yeah, I think so. Cool. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. So that's yeah. another thing that she'll be able to tap into. Yeah. And they may, you know, it's almost like for us, you know, it's almost like a ringing in your ear. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But yeah. with her, she can probably hear them. Okay. And it is such a higher frequency yeah. for angels. Yeah, that's Cool. I actually will get that sometimes in one ear and I've heard that yes. that's some, you know, divine or spirit or something coming through, but I haven't been able to determine what it is. And I've always heard you're just supposed to kind of stop and either think yes. about what you were thinking, or can you also just like ask, like if, if there's something I need to know, like, can you t- tell me or like, what do you recommend doing? I, I would do both. That's exactly. I mean, you said it to the T. Okay, okay. <laughs> I would do both. Yeah. Okay. So what? stop whatever you were thinking about or what you saw or, you know, contemplating on stop and think about it. Mm-hmm. And then if you're not for sure, ask them, can you please be more clear for me? Mm, okay. And they could also be tuning you in for that message. Okay. So they're, they're trying to also raise your vibration a little bit. Right. So right. it's a, a lot that could be going on. 
on. Because you can, I always hear, you know, people were getting like spiritual downloads and different things. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Cause that's been happening, but I just can't seem to get <laughs> what it is. And I would love to. So, but sometimes we can think too much. Yeah. Because sometimes you'll hear something you're going, oh, no, that's not what it is. Mm -hmm. So don't overthink it. Yeah. So whatever first comes through, that is the answer. Okay. Yeah. Because it's definitely, it's one ear and it's it's not like, you know, is it tinnitus or something? It's, a, you, right, it's very right. clear and it just, it's for like 10 seconds and then it goes away, right? Or whatever. Right. So you'll know if you get that. Right. Something coming and if through. It, now I have had where all the, and my dog even heard it. I had heard such a loud frequency and it went on for, I want to say about 10 minutes, mm. but I knew it wasn't just me because again, my dog was like, okay. what is going on? And he was in the room with me. Um, so that can also happen. And I think it was just spirit working with me to mm -hmm. try to get me at a higher frequency. Okay. So I maybe it was a it's not a message. It's just, they're kind of helping you. To, like raise that vibration okay that's yeah. interesting okay and yeah right. i think animals can definitely hear stuff too oh gosh oh absolutely they, they can cats. see yeah if your dog yes <laughs> that's why they're always like looking at the wall and then they like run off you know i've heard that cats are here for more of the psychic protection and intuition whereas you know dogs are here more for like the loyalty and teaching us about love i mean i think they could still hear things but that's really interesting oh too. absolutely yeah. absolutely and I, I will tell you this story because as a teenager again metaphysics metaphysics was just fascinating to me and i couldn't really talk to anybody so i started exploring and so i got the ouija board out mm. and i know you know as a teenager and i had the dog in the room with me and i started you know using it and all of a sudden my dog started barking mm. like there was something in the room i said okay ouija board Word away. I'm done. Yeah. So, you know, and I know there's different opinions on the Ouija board, but because I really was diving into something I, I didn't have the knowledge or I didn't have a mentor to help me through, I shouldn't have done it. Okay. You know, Do you, I know um, that's a segue, but actually, I've always wondered that. What yeah. are your thoughts on those? Is it your intent or can they be dangerous? I think it's your intention. I think it can be dangerous. I mean, if a teenager is you know, gothic or diving it depressed, mm -hmm. you know, you may bring in Some a spirit that's energy. Right. Okay. So, so I would always have a mentor or somebody who knows what they're doing to help you with it. Okay. Um, now I did, you know, I did have a mentor teacher. I said, it, there's nothing wrong with Ouija boards. Okay. But, but there again, I've heard the opposite. Sure. So, um, but I, you know, I, everybody uses different tools. Yeah. So if you have a psychic medium that uses a Ouija board or something that's similar, then that's the tool that she uses. Sure. Yeah. Some yeah. of these crystals or like sound, you know, things. It, yeah. Yeah. And that's another thing. If you do have a child and you're not for sure what to do, it is so important to find someone who is knowledgeable in the metaphysics yeah. to find a psychic medium or a light worker or somebody, you mm -hmm. know, that really understands what your child is going through. Um, because again, that way you can, you can make sure that, um, that they're going on the, the correct pathway that they need to go on. Totally. And this is actually a good question to ask you for people that are either wanting to explore for their children or themselves. How do you recommend that people find people? Like, obviously, you know, we're going to give your information. If people are interested, they could contact you maybe for a reading. And I've done tons of readings with all different types of mediums. And, you know, mm -hmm. my advice at least is just like, feel it out, right? Because you just, there are even intuitive That's, people yeah. 
that can help you, but they can also not have the best energy. You have to protect your energy mm-hmm. and, and really trust your intuition with if it doesn't feel like a fit with somebody, like listen to that, right? So I'm not saying Absolutely. go to any psychic, you know, intuitive person, but I think you'll know one, it comes back to your intuition Two, mm-hmm. you'll, you'll kind of see some of the stuff that I think they talk about how it makes you feel. And, you know, I think if things are coming through that just like don't resonate at all ever, that might be something to kind of pay attention to. Right. But if there's some stuff coming through that no one would have ever known and you're like, wow, that's actually really cool. Right. So what are some tips though that you could give for people if they're looking to want to meet a medium, because I think it can be really for people that aren't familiar with this world, it can mm-hmm. be kind of daunting and scary, right? Oh, absolutely. And and you're right, because you don't really, you know, they always say go to someone who you're attracted to. Mm-hmm. And spirit always, you know, finds you that mentor, the teacher. And I've been very, very lucky along the way to being able to find people that had great intentions yeah. and really cared about healing. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's, it's, Again, going online, talking with people, you can go to, you know, a metaphysical store in your area mm-hmm. and they can also help you. And it's just like word of mouth, I, I think, think is so important. Way. That's how I found people. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Cause when you go on the computer, sometimes, you know, they'll look better than, right. you know, what they really are. Right. Their intention may be to make the, the money. Mm-hmm. And I know that it's important for the exchange, but it's also important for someone to have a heart into it yeah. and see this virtual aspect of it. Um, I know there are some people, especially when you go to a fair, a holistic fair, I'll be sitting at a table and the person next to me is reading completely different than I am. Uh, I mean, some people will use crystals, you know, tarot cards, you know, they're doing energy work. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just so fascinating. We all use different things and you need to go to a psychic medium that you feel comfortable with. So, and and I had somebody sent in front of me and she was actually young. She, I want to say she was probably 20 and she, she saw my cards because sometimes I'll use Oracle cards and she goes, I don't want to use cards. Mm -hmm. And I said, we don't have to use cards because there are a lot of people that love cards for some Mm. reason. I think it's because it's visual. (laughs) And I told her, I said, I don't have to use the cards. Mm -hmm. It's okay. I'll tap in and we'll, we'll, um, I can get the energy and the information that way. Yeah. So you got to go with what you're comfortable with. That's true. And I think just, yeah, you'll feel the energy with someone just like anybody else. Like if you were going to find a therapist or you were meeting someone like a friend or dating, whatever, like you just, if you don't feel right, then don't, keep seeing them, right? It's pretty. Absolutely. Because, because they can harm you Mm -hmm. because when somebody, you know, reads you and they go, Oh, you're going to meet somebody, you know, in six months or, or they tell you about a medical thing Mm -hmm. that's going on in your body and it's not true. Mm -hmm. I mean, that can really do some damage. I mean, you're, you know, that psychic mediums pretty much got their life uh, your life in their hands. Right. So, you know, you, you've got to look at how they work and it, if they're very genuine and right. take the information and know that you have free will, mm-hmm. totally. you don't have to follow what they tell you. Right. That's true. And I think one thing that I've noticed just cause again, I've explored so many cause I love oh, right. that kind of stuff and I'm drawn <laughs> to it, but um, I also have, gone to many and then they say the same similar things and that helps me you know just as like a human right just kind of reassures me I mean they're not always going to say the same things but 
when but no, I know what you mean. Yes. You know what I mean? Like that's my like yes. way of collecting data, if you will. Like, trust me, I'm very <laughs> woo woo and not scientific data, but like as a human, you still need some reassurance. And when I've had two or three right. people that don't know each other say very similar things in certain aspects of my life, that makes me feel like, okay, I feel like I can trust them more. Yes. Absolutely. Because a lot of people um, always tell people, my clients don't come, but once every six months, Mm. because if you go like once a month, you may get the same information, Mm. which, yeah, which you're right. It's a good thing because you know that people are tapping into the same energy and getting the same information. Mm -hmm. So it's consistent. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And you can always also, if it gets too overwhelming, you can have them stop. I've had people that are telling me like, you're safe here. Like things like that should be discussed. Like you should feel safe. Like if you're feeling, I got, I was in a meditation, it was really emotional, started feeling uncomfortable for me. And she's like, we can tap it down. Like, I think those are important things for people to remember too. Like you absolutely control, you can have control. You can ask them to help you kind of like pause or you can stop. So like there's, there's, like you said, boundaries. I think that's really important for people to understand yeah. And the one thing that I always ask them, not only do I get permission to do the reading first, I always say, do you want to hear everything spirit has to say to you? Because sometimes you get triggered. Yeah. So if you experience something very violent when you were younger yeah. and that comes across, that could trigger you. Right. So I always tell them, stop me at any yeah, time. It's too much. So again, yes, they are in control of their, because it's their reading. Yeah. And if they're totally, if you're the psychic medium that you're going to keeps giving you wrong information, Mm -hmm. especially in the beginning, then there's not really a good connection. So any good psychic medium will say, I'm going to give you back your money. I'm Mm -hmm. not going to charge you. Mm -hmm. So that's when you know that their heart is in it. Right. Um, So if you feel like your reading's not going, don't wait till the end. Because then, you know, you spent, spent, what, 30 minutes to an hour with a psychic medium. Say, you know what? I don't think I'm connecting with you. Let's stop. Um, Can I get my money back? Mm. Or a few, you know, a percentage of it back. I need to find somebody else. And if, if they're in the, their right heart, they will understand and say, yes, absolutely. Yeah. That's good advice. Yeah, definitely. And I also think one last thing is just like, I went to a gal that knew a lot about stuff going on like worldly and I, she would never tell me I had, I always had to ask her if that makes sense. So she wasn't just like telling me things and like drilling it in my brain. She waited until I was ready. I mean, I saw her for months, but I mean like, I was the one that would like ask her things. She would never just like throw it into my face. If that makes sense, because it was what I was comfortable with. Right. So I think this is really great. We talked about that. I've never talked about that on this show. And we talk, I talked to a ton of mediums and, you know, I think there are a lot of people that have done this stuff, a lot of people that haven't. And so I think that's really important to talk Mm -hmm. about. So thank you for sharing that just as someone who does readings, I think it's important for people to understand, like, this isn't just some like, reckless thing that we're just like Mm. throwing around, whether you're the one getting it done or doing it, there are boundaries, there are comfort Mm -hmm. levels, there's respect, there's love and energy. And I just think that's really important to touch on. So I'm glad we actually talked about that. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And it is very important to have that respect Mm. for one another because it's not a dog and pony show. It is more of 
healing. That's the only reason why I right. want to do it is because it's it's a healing process. Yeah. Because a lot of people are looking for answers mm-hmm. or like you said, guidance mm-hmm. or reassurance. And you know, and if you don't feel like you're healing, then why are you in the business? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good yeah. yeah. The intent should be to heal and help and and especially with mediumship is really big because with mediumship, uh, people are grieving. Mm-hmm. And so just knowing that their loved one is okay. I mean, I get a lot of questions. Is my loved one okay? Yeah. Are they still mad at me? Mm. And I didn't get to say goodbye. Yeah. And so, you know, for, for, spirit the divine to use me in that way because it's not about me mm-hmm. is to connect in and help heal this person right you're like a bridge to the yes which thank you for yes all the bridges out there we're grateful for you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> absolutely it is very special to connect to the other side it is yeah, yeah. wow wow well thank you well, I think this has been such a cool conversation. We went all over the place and we did, I but you know it. what? <laughs> I love That's it. That's why people call me ADHD sometimes. Hey, I'm all <laughs> That's about a conversation. It. Yeah, I love going down different rabbit holes. And, oh, I love it. Well, where can people find your book and where can they find you online? Okay, well, I do have a website and it is www.michellehenderson.com medium.com and also have a Facebook page and Instagram page under the same name and they can find the book in any bookstore, Amazon, you know, everybody goes to Amazon. So you can find it on Amazon as well. Okay, cool. And we'll link it. uh, You know, I'll link um, Amazon link or whatever in your link. I'll put it in the show description notes. People can find you easily. Yeah. And if they if they're not for sure about the book, if the book is for them, they can get a free chapter. Okay. If they go to my website, there is a page where you can oh, cool. you can download it. Okay. That's really yeah. cool. Wow. I right. love it. Well, thank you so much for all the work that you're doing to help oh, thank you. you know everybody here on earth as we're moving through our journey. And oh absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I, you know, have gratitude on a daily basis and thank you so much for you know, uh, the divine, you know, giving me the courage yeah. to go ahead yeah. and come out of the closet yeah. <laughs> as, a, as a psychic medium. Yeah, it's a brave thing to do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, thanks so much, Michelle. Thank you, my yeah. dear. Thank you for the great conversation. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I hope everybody enjoyed today. I know I did. And you can find me as usual on my Instagram page at Real Lauren Live and my website, Lauren.live. <laughs>